acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Y'all ready? Welcome, this is Michael Collier's world Started on Venice Beach, now he reaching the world He'll make you laugh till your stomach hurts Super fly, nice guy And pray if you need the word Probably dress to the night Come on, get ready for the star search winner An OG three times, this ain't no beginner Whether you in your house, you on your burger Out to dinner, on your job, in your bra Turn it up and it's a Michael Collier Michael talks to everybody Michael Collier Michael talks to everybody Michael Collier Michael talks to everybody You know what it is, shawty Hey, y'all, wasn't that some wonderful music to start the show? Woo, woo, woo. Hey, y'all, it's Michael Kaye. Michael talks to everybody. You know, I've had several comedians on. This one particular comedian I have back on because, you know what? She's from Canada. And I don't really know about Canada comedy, but a lot of great comedians from Canada came up here and done their thing. All of Saturday Night Live, uh, uh, the ready, not ready for prime time, all them guys was like, a lot of them from was from up there, right, from Canada. Um, and there was a show similar to Saturday Night Live that was also mired in Canada humor. So Canadians be getting it on. You don't seem Canadian to me, which is weird <laughs> because I don't know what the hell a Canadian is supposed to look like. So how am I even saying that? You're beautiful. You're voluptuous. You're gorgeous. You're great. And on top of all that, you funny as all get out. Ladies and gentlemen, my guest today's name is Carla Collins, and she is a beautiful, not just beautiful, but oh my God, is she witty. I mean, I may have seen 10 shows of yours I never see the same thing twice. You, I mean, you you are a writing machine. I mean, I've gone and seen full shows 
you know, hour, hour and a half. And every time it's all new stuff. First of all, welcome to the show. Thank you, my king of love. You've got six <laughs> hours to stop. Six hours. That, that's the best introduction I've ever had in my life. I, oh, I'm what? Like a, I'm all like. Then people sleeping on you because you the truth. I mean, you're you're a great actress. I could see you in a sitcom very easily. Yeah, you're a great Carla comedian. the Truth Collins. Mm, <laughs> I know there like was an N- there was an NBA player that already had that nickname, but I really Damn that it. was always my favorite. People always try to grab the good ones. I know the truth. I love that hashtag the truth. But thank you. Yes, I don't. I don't think I. I don't look very Canadian, but that's because I'm a mix. Mm-hmm. You remember, I'm off white, and uh, oh wow, <laughs> and also I, and probably an alien and a unicorn. So you know, there's a lot. <laughs> wow, I, I may I'll be mix between. Too much. I might be between species. I don't know. <laughs> wow, I'm both black and colored. <laughs> no, I don't, we can't even do colored no more. That was like. Late 40s, early 50s. Anyway, hey, you are such a great stand-up, but I also think that you're a great actress. I I just really see you having your own sitcom. Did you actually start doing your comedy in Canada? Well, kind of. You know, I did a lot of television and radio in Canada. I was the first woman to uh, Uh host a major market radio show in Canada called Carla and Company in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. And I did like the Entertainment Tonight of Canada. I did um, a show what do they called call it? What do they call it? What do they it call it? It was called E Now, and then there was an actual, and there is now an actual Entertainment Tonight Canada. So okay. I, I know, not with this crazy hair, but, you know, I was wearing the pastels and talking to the teleprompter. It wasn't my favorite thing, but I did love interviewing, and I had a late night show called Shea Carla. I had a late, <laughs> I, had a, I had a soap opera, a nighttime soap opera called Paradise Falls where I was always in a bikini and I had red hair because my name was mm. Rusty. So I, I, was very, <laughs> I was very blessed in Canada. I got to do all kinds of things. And, you know, it's just, it's a wonderful country. But you, you're Canadian, but did you start your comedy there? Did you start it in L.A.? Or I'm mostly, in- mostly in Los Angeles. Like in Canada, okay. King, I would do, you know, I would jump up and do some hosting and because people knew me from TV. But I would say that really, and, and I was lucky because this is kind of funny, a friend of mine owned a cabaret, a place called <laughs> The Flying Beaver. And uh, the flying beaver. That's right. Ooh, and, that's coochie in the air. All right. Go well, ahead. And, it, and it was it was LGBTQ bar. But uh, and oh, I my joked, goodness. And I um, was very fortunate that I used to go back to Canada once a month and headline there. So I really got to do what would have taken 10 hours, 10 years rather of comedy in one year. But, you know, I got a lot of stage time. So I was very lucky because, you know, I had done a lot of stuff I had a bit of a name there so I was I was very fortunate to get booked a lot so I did like really the Rosetta Stone of comedy and uh and as you know I've got hours worth I do love to write every day you write every day I do I do pretty much yeah that's a lot that's a lot of discipline yeah that's my drug I you know I have some spare time I, I writing's my first love I've written a couple okay. of books and I just, I mean, I shouldn't, not every day, because not all the time something occurs to you, but if there's a topic or something happens in my life or I like to write out, it's a form of therapy, so. Would you rather write than do stand-up? 
Nah, I like them both, but I think writing is like my first crush, you know, oh, because it nice. starts, it kind of starts with writing. Nothing is as exciting as being on stage. You know, that immediate gratification, that the, the thrill of the crowd. And I love playing with, I like to improvise a lot of times stuff in my act is stuff that I was just like you playing with the crowd, something comes yeah. out of it. And then I kind of just zhuzh it and put it into the routine. Like I just spend a little more time on it. But a lot of times it's like it, it was born out of crowd work. Crowd work is the ticket. I love that. And, you it's know, the best. you're actually writing without knowing you're writing when you're doing crowd work, you know, because they're helping you do setup and punchlines for jokes you hadn't even thought of yet. by just fooling with them. You know, I love to mess with the audience that even in my play, although I have to stop that now, but in my play, I'd be in the middle of the play and people would come in late. I stopped the play and say, excuse me, what time? What time is your watch? What time they tell you this thing's supposed to start? The white folks been here since 430, you know, and, and <laughs> yeah, I would just break away from the play and come back to it, you know. For the record, I, of course, was very early coming to Michael's show. I was on time. <laughs> <laughs> oh my I did not God. get stopped. But yeah, you know. I like nothing's better than organic and in the moment. And I love playing with the crowd. I love going out there, especially it's, especially when, you, when you're headlining, you've got a chance to watch the crowd all night. And I'm like, who do we have here? And there's usually like sort of the hipster last supper. I always bug and say, and I said, look, it's the white family from Get Out. That always goes over. There's <laughs> always somebody who looks like DJ Khaled. The, you know, there's just stuff that you have that you can just play with. And you know what? People love, just like when I do corporates or anything, you know this, Michael, people like to hear about themselves. They love to play. And, you know, I'm never being mean to anybody, as you know, from my comedy. It's not right. like I'm putting you down. I, like, I think you and I are on the same Page. Mm -hmm. We like to elevate, right? You want to uplift. Yeah, it. I don't want to beat you up. No, man. Like we're already living in Raptor adjacent times. You know, there's a lot of stuff going on. We got Rick of World War Three, and we had the pandemic. And but gas what about what about your president? Your president is oh, under indictment, and he's gonna run again. What's up with that? Now, our prime minister in Canada? No, not him. I'm talking about your dude, Trump. My my dude Trump. That ain't your president. What? No. <laughs> oh my god! What are you trying to do to me? Do I look like I mean? First of all, I can't even vote, and I no no no. Oh no 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 no. No man, that's 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 that. That's, that's not wait. My you're dude. a Canadian that's citizen. I am a Canadian citizen. So you can't vote here? No, I just have a green card. You are lying. No, you I'm just not lying. What? I'm a permanent. Okay. I mean, I'm a permanent resident of the U.S., but right. I'm not a citizen yet. Uh, that is so deep. I didn't even realize that. Yeah, I didn't realize yeah. that. How, so how is Trump's wife a citizen, and you not a citizen? She I don't know. even speak well, the language. <laughs> I'm just joking. She does. She's the sexy. Look, I took Russian all through school. You can speak Russian. A little strasvica, kakak. Wait, Kaksak is not Russian. I'm asking what your name is. I'm asking what your name is. But a better one is La Ya Liubliu Tabie, which means I love you. That's the only ones I've met. See, that's a long way to go. Now people are going to think I'm a spy or something. La Guagla Guagle? Ya Liubliu Tabie. Ya Louis de de Dublé. Yeah, Michael Bublé. <laughs> Je t'aime. See, now I can tell you I love you in all the languages. This is what it's all, all about. All the languages. You 
know, I don't want to say Trump, non-Trump. I want, you know, we're all connected. We got we to gotta start getting along. You know what I'm no. saying? No. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. We, we, we don't got to get along? No, we're not getting along with Trump. He can go on with no. the bullshit. No. No, I, you know I got a million Trump jokes. You've seen my act. Mm, yes. No, no, no. We ain't trying to get along with that. But wait, did you see the melee out there, the, the fight they had in, Atlanta, in Alabama at the at the pier? No, talk oh, to me. Oh, my God. This brother was trying to get them to move their boat. Some people took their personal boat and tied it where the uh, charter boat is supposed to sit. When the charter boat pulled up, their boat was there, and the people who run the the dock was like, you can't put it here. You can't leave your boat here. And they ignored him, tied it up, and left. So he went untied and pushed the boat down a little. They came back and started a fight with him. And people came from everywhere. The black Ooh. folks was fighting. The white folks, black people on the boat, jumped off and swam over so they could join the fight. People came from off the ramp. It was bananas. It was crazy. It was crazy. Can't we all just get along? Well, I want everybody to get along, but it's very, you know, it's divided. It's so divided. And so, like, listen, I mm-hmm. think things things have been really crazy, you know? Everybody's kind of going through it. And I've really noticed, like, since the pandemic, everything's so, you know, people are so divided. It really is. It's heartbreaking. Because we all are, we're, look, we're, look, look, here's the funny thing that I think, is, well, to me, I think it's funny. <laughs> like, the Congress was talking about how they're aliens, Right. How they're like aliens? Talk, yeah, like the, they're literally talking about how a spacecraft, I'm not making this up, by the way, this is a comment that the spacecraft crashed, and they literally said in Congress, it's non-human biologics, we got a spacecraft that crashed, and no one cares. <laughs> no one's, everybody's so into their own thing, they're like, listen, <laughs> it's, gas prices are high, this and that, I don't care about these, and I'm also like, what do you mean that this higher form of intelligence crashed? What was they flying over in a Chevrolet Silverado? What's happening? What? Wow. So I feel like crashed. all the human. Yeah, because I feel like all the humans have to get together before the aliens land, <laughs> and that because we're all should be on the same team. But when the aliens land, I'm going to say no, 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 no. Take us to your leader, because I'm going to guess that they're the better aliens than ours, got us and right? Trump. So well, do right. you believe that they're real? That there are folks out there? I do, that there's I do. other I life there's forms? All... Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think it's more exciting that way. Malika, you think so? You don't know? I think it is. I, yeah, I, I mean, there's, not just there's no us. way Come that on. humans could be the most intelligent beings in the universe. That's just not these I, dumb motherfuckers. They ain't no way. I think we're the starters kit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I just think that like, I, I'm counting on there being higher intelligence forms. But what do they want? Because they're out there. I think I think they want to help us. I think they're so far ahead, but they're terrified of us. They don't want to land here where we're still going to war and having all these fights. They're I, I think like they're, we're kindergartners, but we get atomic weapons. Exactly the kid. Yeah, we're pre kindergarten, huh. and I think that they're trying to stop us from blowing everything up again. I think that they're trying to get. But you know, I believe in all kinds of stuff: spirit guides and angels. I do a whole bit on the archangels. Do you know the oh. archangels? Like, there's so there's. Do you know the archangels? Michael, Michael I was an archangel. Yeah. yeah, Michael, Raphael, Raphael, Uriel, Uriel, Gabriel, and then there's an archangel called Joel. And I'm like, what is he? The is he the white he bro angel? Or something? Yeah, like, is he on the boat wearing like three polo shirts, macking on a hot chick? He's a step. He's a step angel. He's a step he angel. He is. And and there's an angel called Metatron, an archangel called Metatron. Where I'm like, is that a transformer? 
What? Like that sounds like that sounds like Hasbro or Mattel had you know like product placement in the King so James what, wait, Bible. What is an archangel? <laughs> is an archangel like uh, an angel, but he's got sergeant stripes or something? Like he's I a, think so. I think so. A I think bigger it's a ball, angel than regular it's a angel. Baller boss player angel. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> like, wait. We're gonna take a quick angels break. manager. <laughs> I love you. We're going to take a pair of seconds, go sell something to somebody. Hey, y'all, Michael talks to everybody. Today, I'm talking to Carla Collins. She's a wonderful comedian. Although she spent most of the time in the U.S., she is Canadian and super funny. We'll be right back. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. 
and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. Man, so, okay, is comedy different in Canada in any way than it is in the United States? I mean, we all speak English, but is there a different tilt to what they do, What what's funny to them? Well, here's what I, I, like, I've been asked this a lot. And my thing is, you know, comedy is comedy. Here's what I think, Michael. I think it's a little more, instead of a Canadian-American, I think it's more of an East Coast, West Coast vibe with Canada. Like, I think mm. Toronto, New York, you know me. Like, I'm always like, you, you know how hyper I am. Like, I always joke, like, I'm an insomniac. Um, I've got anxiety and ADHD. I'm like, I'm awake. A shake and a flake, you know, like, like so <laughs> I think like, you know, we've got, there's a higher energy and a different vibe, I think on the East Coast than there is a West Coast. So sometimes I find a difference Definitely. between that, like a more laid back, you know, Vancouver, Los Angeles, whereas New York, Toronto, a bit of a different vibe. And every place has got their different flavor and their different, what they like, you know, small towns, big towns. But I think, I think funny's funny. I think funny is funny too. Uh, do the Canadians, do the Canadians get down and dirty though? Do they cuss oh, and oh. talk about things like sex and fucking a goat and all that? Do they joke about Are that kind of stuff? Kidding me? You want you want you know where you want to go? Newfoundland, St. John's, Newfoundland. Newfoundland. Man, would they love you? First of all, it's beautiful. You've heard of Newfies, right? Yeah. So I got to tell you, in St. John's, which is the capital of New- Newfoundland, it's not a big town, Michael. There were five or six sex shops there. I'm like. I don't think I don't think there's five. They're or six not sex doing shops nothing else. They're, but they're, they're doing, doing that. They're doing it while they're doing it. Do you understand? They're having <laughs> sex while they're having sex. Like halfway they're through. They're having sex routine. while they're shopping for sex toys. Canadians are a lot more like Europeans, so we're very sexual. We're get, like I you know, I was a nudist in Canada. Did you know that? I literally huh. used to go to a, Yeah, yeah, I'm a recovery nudist. Do you have photos? A video. I just, oh. I'm just, I'm not a nudist anymore because nowhere to put my phone. <laughs> Where do I put my phone? <laughs> um, I joke that I've got like a sponsor as a recovery nudist. You know, she's an Amish woman, Abigail Hornblower. She's an Amish farmer's <laughs> wife. She helps. <laughs> when I when I feel like taking off all my clothes and getting naked in the middle of the night, I can't call her because Amish. <laughs> oh my god! You can't but, call. Uh, <laughs> So I, I joked that I used to go to this place called the Four Seasons Nudist Colony. And I'm like, you know, why is it a nudist colony? Why are y'all sharing the same name as like ants and lepers? <laughs> like, mm. so shouldn't it be a pride of nudists or a flash of nudists or I don't know, holy crap in a Dixie cup. I don't know where to look because you've got nipples the size of pancakes and you got your pubes shaped <laughs> into a lightning bolt. So it always looks like your snoo just caught in a heavy thunderstorm of nudists. There you go. So how how long did you do the rudest, the the nudist thing? I did the nudist thing from about when I was nineteen to about twenty three or twenty four. So so that was just nonstop sex. No, no, there's no. And this is not. It was just nonstop being nude. 
But I would think, see, because I've never been at that. I've never been to one of those. It was just old European people. And I was, and by the way, they were my bosses who owned a clothing store. Enjoy that irony. And a I lot thought of them, the whole point is so people can get it on. That's why you go everybody butt naked. Now you're thinking swingers. See, Europeans <laughs> and Canadians, we like in, in the U.S., I call it Puritan porn. In the U.S., in a movie, they don't care if like 100 people you know, are, are, are shot in the first, you know, opening credits. Right. But when Janet Jackson, let, let me tell you the story. Remember the whole nipple gate with Janet <laughs> yes, Jackson? Yes, I do. Yes, I well, do. Well, none of the, I was in, Canadians didn't understand it because we're like fine with that. Um, there was a commercial on for Labatt's or one of the Canadian beers. Right. Where uh, two women were in the bathroom. One was putting on her lip gloss and the uh-huh. one gal said to the other beautiful gal, oh, can I borrow that? And they started to make out. And that was a commercial in Canada. <laughs> What and was so it? Like, wait, what the commercial? What was it for? What was the commercial? I think for? it was for a Canadian beer, and mm. I was like, "Why is everybody getting so upset about a nipple when two chicks are making out?" And they said, "Oh, that one didn't play in the U.S." <laughs> Canadians are down and dirty. like I think there's a more of a comfort and more European vibe when it comes to um, that kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like the human body is beautiful. So Nothing who, wrong with it. Who was your favorite American comedian? Oh, I got a lot. You know, I got a lot right now. I love Bill Burr. I love Shut Kevin. up. That is my favorite white really? American comedian. I'm going, it's, Bill, like, uh, it's Bill Burr. I can't believe that's the first one you said. I love I Bill love, Burr. I know. I was just talking to somebody about Bill Burr. But, you know, I mean, like of all time, you know, you've got the Mount Rushmore, right? Where you've got Pryor. Yes. And you've got George Carlin. You know, like you've got Red Fox. I love Red Fox. Wow, Fox, I love Red Fox. He used to, like, when I was a kid, I couldn't take it. I couldn't, like, I'd pee my pants. I couldn't handle Red Fox. I, I loved him so much, you know? Like, so So you've got your, you know, you got your classic Mount Rushmore. Okay, who's the fourth one? I, I know you said Pryor. You said Red Fox. Isn't Lenny Bruce in there? You know, I want to um, I, I throw up Joan Rivers, even though she wasn't, like, my, my favorite favorite. But I really, you got to respect somebody who was current for six decades. Do you know what I mean? And and I want to yeah. put a woman up there, you know? Yeah. Like, she was pretty amazing. And Let I was just, this. yeah. You know Robin Williams' work, right? Oh, well, he's he's the one I base my comedy on. Well, he was, I mean, to me, the epitome of brilliant at this. So have you ever seen uh, Goodwill Hunting? Of course. Okay. How do you like them apples? That's a great line. Do you remember when he said, I want to be a shepherd? Do you remember those lines? So he said, I want to be a shepherd. And at this point in the in the movie, um, Robin Williams, who is the therapist, is saying to Matt Damon, you know, he needs to get it together. And Matt Damon is still playing games with him. So he says, I want to be a shepherd. And by now, Robin is tired of him. So I said, I'll see you later, Bo Pete. And then he says, fuck yourself. He said, fuck you. And he says, you're the shepherd. And to me, it was so brilliant because the fuck you, he saw it as E-W-E. That's the fuck right. You because so he just smart. said he's a shepherd. Yeah. And then when you roll it all the way back, once he said, I, I'm just going to be a shepherd, he said, well, I'll see you later, Bo Pete. And he said, fuck you. And he said, you the shepherd. And I've seen that movie 20 times. I saw it last week and saw that and realized the jokes that rolled out of that one sentence. That's the kind of brilliant that Robin Williams was. He was that beautiful cocktail of brilliance with heart, mm-hmm. manic and sensitive. 
word plays like silly. I love silly and sophisticated. You know, you get those two. Mm. I joke that I'm a sapiosexual. You know what that is? That means no. I'm, tur- I'm turned on by intelligence. Like the geek squad drives by, I got hard nipples. Neil deGrasse, <laughs> Neil deGrasse Tyson, I want to work him so hard. I want to ride oh, him like a big wheel because I feel like talk to me about the cosmos, Neil, and maybe he'll throw in a dwarf planet, something freaky. You know? <laughs> so, um, <laughs> and my favorite, if I, but what am I, and my favorites, Wanda Sykes, all time. Wanda Sykes is great. Unbelievable. Like she Did always. Did you know Bernie Mac? Oh my God. Bernie Mac. I ain't scared of you. I ain't scared of you. I ain't scared of you, motherfucker. Bernie Mac was my mom's favorite. And I, mm. yeah, yeah, you know, there are so many greats, but so Bernie many Mac greats. is so unbelievably good. And he was another one who just like, but he was also all heart. Who was the white comic who pretended that he was a talk show host? That was his host. Gary Shandling. Oh, Gary Shandling. Did you know his work? I didn't know his I, work. I was did. He re- Everybody held him up so highly. Was he really brilliant? He was pretty brilliant. Yeah, you got to see it. It's, but uh, subtle. Yeah. The, but subtle. The, like his, uh, his um, what was it called? It's a Gary Shandling show. And then he had the, fa- the faux late night show. Right. Unbelievable. Yeah, he was pretty brilliant. And I met him. I had the uh, honor of met, meeting him once, and he was also lovely. You know who else is like, but he's like, totally, you know, Ooh. the guy, you know, you're a redneck when, like Jeff Foxworthy? He's, Foxworthy is great. He's so unbelievably intelligent. I mean, I think he, wow. he, yeah, he, you know, that was a shtick that worked for him. But such a, like, really great person and really brilliant, too. Don't you find that the funniest comedians are the ones who's really smart? I think you can't you can't separate smart and funny. No, you no. can't. And I love the ones that are especially right now. I think because we need it, just filled with joy. You know the ones that like you just like you know who mm-hmm, I was watching. Mm-hmm. You know why I brought up Joan Rivers because I was watching Paul Rubens, Pee Wee Herman, on her show. Oh wow, like, that's just such a smart. Rest you know, in peace. He just died. Man, I know that's right. I was so I you know you go through like you ever go down rabbit holes on YouTube. I went through a whole Paul Rubens one, and you know the other one I'm no, watching? No, I don't even know what that is. A wait, rabbit wait. hole means you start watching, like, you know, I used to do it with Family Feud with Steve Harvey, because you know I got that crush on Steve Harvey, right? Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. I'll just watch a bunch of Steve Harvey stuff, and then you, and that leads to another video, another video. That's going down oh, rabbit hole. So okay. One of them I was watching, like, all of the um, What's Up With That? You know, Keenan from Saturday Night Live. Have you ever right, seen right, that sketch? Right. <laughs> right. Ooh-wee, what's up with that? I'm like, how did I just watch 20 of those? Like all of a sudden, four hours goes by. So did you understand Andy Kaufman? Um, it's a, like I was I was younger then, but I, I mean, I think probably I mean, good, I just, I, too, too ahead of my time. <laughs> he was so brilliant, but I didn't I didn't really get him. Yeah. Like, like that was more performance art, too. Right. Like that's. Yeah. Yeah. OK. Like Emo Phillips. You know Emo Phillips? I do. Well, I was at I was at um, a friend's wedding, and Emo was there, because I, I, I know Emo. Yeah. Um. Again, you know. Also, remember, comedy's so subjective. Like that's not my kind of thing. It doesn't get me rolling, but I can appreciate it. Mm-hmm, do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. Like there are yeah. some comedians that I'm like, I can really respect your brilliance. Right. It's just not. It's just not doing it for. It's not making me giggle. Right. 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 And I'm like an easy room. You know me. I like everybody from the Three Stooges. <laughs> like, I like to, like, I'm not sitting back there like, you know, the comics of the, Are you, you know, familiar the with the Marx Brothers? Marx Brothers. I just, you know, I just saw, I was in Hollywood last night and I was looking at that um, 
there was a, a great billboard with the Marx Brothers. The Marx Brothers loved them. Harpo, Groucho, Groucho was so, like, I always think that I'm the reincarnation of Groucho. I mean, look at the eyebrows. He said he wouldn't join a private club because he don't want to be in a club that would let somebody like him be a member. I mean, he was just brilliant. Great lines, great lines like Mae West. Like for me, some oh. of the old, you know, the old dames of the femme fatales? Mm-hmm. Like Mae West, come on. They, these broads that had the pointy titties, like they were hilarious because mm. they were like sexual and funny. And do you know how much Mae West wrote? She wrote entire screenplays and scripts. Like I didn't people, know she wrote yeah, at all. How about, how about Hedy Lamar? Did you watch that? Uh, there's a great documentary right now on Netflix. Hedy Lamar was one of the most beautiful women in the world, like old timey, old Hollywood, and she invented Wi-Fi. I'm not even sure right now. Yes, I didn't know that. Watch it on Netflix. On Netflix, like Netflix, Netflix, um, <laughs> Netchicks. Well, I can't have this conversation without saying Eddie Murphy. You know, I don't know anyone who's more unsung as a comedian in our industry than Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy is brilliant and smooth. You know, he did everything. He sang, he acted, he did comedy, he did albums, he did concerts. He did all of it. And he still ain't even that old. You know, he still got a bunch of years left. No one, I don't think before him or since him, could do the combination of rock star comedian like Eddie. You Mm. know, like fashion icon. Nobody could wear a red leather jacket like him. Come on, somebody. Like, come on, he was wearing a onesie. He made a onesie work. <laughs> you got to, like, like, it's Eddie and Elvis. Nobody else is making a onesie work, and I mean young Elvis. Wow. Eddie, yeah, young also, Elvis, not Eddie the is, fat, bloated. Okay. Yeah, but the, and Eddie is such a handsome bastard. He's like you. Yeah, like, Eddie he, just he, He's sexy. He was a sex symbol. He was funny. He was like, you know, like, Eddie is like in that God category, like Prince. Like, you know, there's not many that, mm-hmm. like, you know, Prince was. Wait, let me hit you with one. Let me hit you with one. Yeah, yeah. Jonathan Winters. Winters. Well, that was, of course, Robin Williams' mentor. Mm. Now, that's mm-hmm. a kind of brilliance that I can both yes. respect. And my, and my parents loved him. Like, he was so, he, he was a brilliant actor. There's so deeper. many of them. Okay, go let's go. We're doing deep cuts. Red Skelton. <gasps> Red. Come on. Clem Cadillahopper. Clem Cadillhopper. Clem Cadillhopper. When he came out, one of his Clem, characters. Or Marty yes. Fricker. Now, Marty Frickard was Jonathan Winter. Yes. He will come out as Marty Frickard, the old lady. And he was, oh my God. There's so much great comedy out there. And here's the thing comedy is healing, man. And if you can laugh through a thing, you can get through a thing. So I think that we are the alchemists and the healers of the planet, man. And we're going around making people feel good when everything else is looking bad. That one laugh can heal you. Because if you can laugh through a thing, you can get through a thing, Carla Collins. You shine a little bit of light. You laugh at something that's horrible or horrific. That's why I don't think anything should be out of bounds, right? You know my my thing about cancel culture is like you got to take any topic and laugh at it. Because you take away its fear. You take away its scariness. You conquer it. The closest yeah. distance between two people, laughter. It's mm. it's it's like an intimacy. You share a private joke with someone, that's a bond you can't comedy's gonna save us. And you know I do the whole thing, my laugh of attraction, where I combine comedy and spirituality because yes. I think they're one and the same. And what about your your uh meditation? Yeah, the chuckle and chill, comedic meditation. Chuckle and chill, comedic meditation. That's I'm your, right. I'm your OG, I'm your own girl. 
I love that's, you so much. I, I do, I do, ha, ha, I, I do ha ha to aha moments. That's I'm putting the fest and manifest. That's what we got to do. We got to and you got to laugh at ourselves. It. Well, look, I was accused the other day of fat shaming, and I don't think that's what I was doing. So I'm going to tell you what I said, and you tell me if it's fat. Sh- okay, so this big old fat lady was riding a bike, right? <laughs> I mean, she was pedaling, pedaling hard, and I yelled out, cow. And so she turns to me, gives me the finger, turned back around and ran right into the fucking cow. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's fat shame. Hey, we that's, gotta wrap it up. Please we tell do. Well, I was gonna tell you. you. I was gonna tell, tell you about my cancel joke real fast. Come on, come on, let's hear it. Okay, so I'm I'm half French. Joke okay. is, we, thank we. God the other, yeah, thank God the other half is a German. Or I just spend all day invading myself, but that's not the joke. <laughs> so I was very upset when they canceled Pepe Le Pew because he's the only French representation in the Looney Tunes universe. Mm-hmm. And I argue that, okay, first of all, when we were younger, right, we're innocent. We didn't think that Pepe was normalizing sexual molestation. We thought the reason the cat with the stripe down his back squirmed out of his arms is because he was a skunk and he probably smelled like bad pot. So wow. I, I argue that canceling Pepe is racist because he's French, he's black, and he's got a Mexican first name. You want to cancel, <laughs> cancel an imaginary cartoon character, you start with Mr. Clean. He's wearing white pants after Labor Day. He's got a T-shirt on that's tighter than Joe Rogan's. He looks like a yoke jacked albino genie. Check your white privilege and cancel that mofo. <laughs> I love you. I love you so much, baby. Please tell everybody how they can find you. You can find me on Instagram at Carla Collins Comedian. All C words, but the good kind. You can go to CarlaCollins.com. <laughs> and if you're interested in my laugh of attraction, comedic meditation, you go to ComedicMeditation.com. And then you just can find me, you know, on the street. Just, I just love you. Follow babe. me in person. I need some new stalkers. I really do. I appreciate you, Carla Collins. You always come when I call. I love you so much. I appreciate you. You have so many wise words, too, baby. You plugged in this comedy thing. You know what you're talking about. Anything I love you, for sister. you, King. I'll see you on the. Uh, I'll see you whenever you need me. I'll just Thank appear you. like a weird. Off, I, I'm your weird off-white genie. Well, you're going to come and do my Gramathon, right? On the 20th? I'm on the Gramathon. You got to do the Gramathon. I love you so much. Thank you, baby. Woo, woo, woo. Hey, y'all, that was Carla Collins, one of the finest. She fine, too. Yeah. Oh, she's a looker. She can wear them heels and everything. And she's beautiful and smart and funny and quick and awesome and just kind. And I'm just so happy to know her. She's my friend. And uh, hey, y'all, this is Michael Talk to Everybody. I'm going to be here three days a week. Three days a week, I got new people on here. Go back and look at some of the people I talked to. Still waiting to talk to your mama. So give me a call. We right here three days a week as I, I heart. I'm your boy, Michael Kaya. And listen, life is a garden if you dig it. Keep God first and see if you don't be all right. Talk to you later. I'm your boy, Michael Kaya. Boom. And we outie like Kirk Gowdy. I had a good time today. I hope y'all did too, man. Thank y'all for checking us out here at Michael Talks to Everybody. Hey, you can follow me, man. I'm easy to follow. I'm on Instagram, just under at Michael Kaya. I'm on TikTok. That's Michael Kaya 135. I have a very sexy webpage called TheRealMichaelKaya.com. You know, you go over there, you can find out about my merchandise and what I'm doing and where all my shows are. Everything is right there. 
Or if you really love me, you can go to my cash app. That's dollar sign, Michael Kaya's money. I'm playing with y'all, but I accept green stamp, food stamp, Canadian money. I'll take your bus transfer if you got some time left on it. And my morning show, oh my goodness, the Michael Kaya morning show. That's 7 a.m. Pacific time, yo, five days a week. This has been a Raylock Group production. I'll see y'all later. <laughs> writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.